This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk for more information. Three Peeps in the Podcast, a bonus show. A vastly improved first half performance was with Joe Williams, youth, Joe Williams, shots, Joe Williams, possession, and Joe Williams. However, the desire to create the width and the intensity all drifted in the second half, which is all too familiar. However, it's a point gained against a team well-placed in the league, and Joe Williams played 90 minutes. Matt, 12 shots, four on target. Your summary, please. Yeah, an improvement. Um, I thought an improvement in terms of the the, the commitment, the aggression. Um, you, you're right to reference Joe Williams twelve times there. Oh, did I? Um, yeah, yeah. Only just, yeah. Um, he, he he brings what we miss um, to that team. But I think there was more to it. I think there was width. I I agree with you in terms of um, the the two halves. I think it was was very different. But I'll also say I think a lot of that went down to the tactical changes made by Blackburn, um, not just because of our changes. I thought Tony Mowbray switched it around and, and then kind of matched us. But um, overall, it, it was a, a much more positive performance. It didn't feel like we were hanging on at the end. Um, it felt like we were looking for the winner and, and actually Naki Wells had two really good chances. So yeah, it was a positive after, after what had been a, a fairly um, tumultuous couple of weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's really important to say about the at the end. It didn't feel like, you know, we were hanging in there yeah. and for Blackburn not to score the winner. We were, and particularly like the last five, ten minutes in particular, yeah. where we were, as you say, two chances for Naki Wells, a few forward runs from Semenyo. But there was that sort of 30 minutes, 40 minutes maybe before that, that that that, that there was no there was no forward runs. It was going back to the keeper. It's, the urgency dropped off. Yeah, I, I I still I absolutely agree with you there. I still think um, I, I don't understand the ball back to Bentley. I don't understand Bentley taking the the kicks that he does um, and the way that we look to play that. I think that's still something fundamentally is coaching. Um, but as I say, I, I think it was more around Blackburn, who, who let's not forget were I think seventh at the time. Um, and a, a, yes, they'd had a couple of hammerings this season, but they've been on a good run of form. And, and in Diaz up front. Um, they've got a player who's who's on form, confident. Mm. So all, all in all, you've got to look at the, the context of the game. And, and I thought a point, it, it was a reasonable point against a good side. Okay, Lee's three words were positivity, progress and prepared. Um, so I want to get our guest views on those three words. And that's Harry Rose. Harry, were you there, first of all? Uh, I was there. Excellent. Absolutely. Whereabouts were you sat? Uh, I was in the Lansdowne. Um, okay. Yeah. With a with a, a ticket that cost me thirty eight pounds, which I was um, <laughs> I'm increasing it. Well, actually, the 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 repetitiveness of me paying thirty eight pounds for a ticket has led to me getting a half season ticket now. So that's oh, um, that's something. So do, um, so do you th- do you feel like yesterday you got value for money? I do actually, and for the first time in quite a while. I mean, it, you know, I was at the Barnsley game a few weeks ago where we where we obviously got the win. Um, we were much better yesterday than we were in the Barnsley game. Uh, we we set out, as Matt said, we set out quite positively. Um, you know, the the formation and the and the the personnel actually 
you know, looked looked very bold before kickoff. It looks it looked like quite a risky lineup with with two out and out wing backs, um, you know, two attacking players in wing back roles. Um, but that gave us the, the gave us the platform to um, to have a bit more of the ball than we normally do, um, and actually crowd the midfield a little bit, which which you know in previous weeks, well, going back a long time now, mm-hmm. um, you know, our midfield just gets bypassed so easily, especially, you know, when there's a three there um, and we're playing a four, three, three, it, it, it can look, um, you know, it can, it can look you know, very dodgy as a shape for us mm-hmm. with a midfield that's just completely absent. So, so that was different yesterday. Um, and, it, and it, it, you know, within the first sort of 10, 15 minutes of the game, it didn't, it didn't look like a risky lineup. It looked like a good, a good strategy and a good platform for the game. So, so yeah, um, was pleased. Yeah, at least three words of positive, pro- positivity, progress, and prepared. Would you, would you agree with those three? Yeah, I can't argue with those. Um, I think, you know, and that, and that is, is just really stark compared to the rest of the season so far. In fact, in, you know, all of Pearson's time as, as manager. Um, you know, oh, sometimes it looks like we've got a plan, but it's just it's just not the right plan for for, for the personnel. You know that um, the counter-attacking, low possession, low block um, strategy that we've become quite used to um, has never really seemed to suit the players we have. Um, yesterday, it looked like we we set out based on the players we have in in the right positions, um, and uh, and that and that led to a very good first half of us. Yeah, fair play. Okay, a few things to mention um, before we crack into the starting lineup in the minutes. Uh, so, a big thank you to Ali Durden for featuring Matt and I on Points West on Friday night. Um, and then I was up in the press box with Jeff after the game yesterday. Uh, so, I met obviously Jeff for the first time in 18, 19 months in person and also met Chris Honor. But, Matt, uh, going back to Points West on Friday night, a nice little feature. Lovely. Yeah, it was. And uh, always good to chat to Ali. Um, he's a, a good guy, Ali, isn't he? And uh, mm. yeah, it's, all, it's always difficult because we, we probably spent 30, 40 minutes chatting to him. And obviously he's talking about a segment, which is probably a minute. So uh, yeah, it's always a little bit difficult for him to, to pull out the nuggets. And sometimes you, I don't worry what I say, but yeah, you I wonder you how, it, how it will get used, you know, in, in the kind of context of the conversation. Depends how, how much he cuts out of the bit yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like how Ali spins it, yeah. So, um, but no, it was yeah, it's great, yeah. and we always enjoy doing that sort of thing. Fully trust, um, fully trust him. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got uh, something to do actually. Uh, so, um, after uh, on Remembrance Day, I launched a, a competition on the Twitter at three p i a p c, and it was a match worn Taylor Moore poppy shirt from a couple of years ago. I'm looking at it now. It's Dunder was the sponsor, but it's signed match one, as I say. And all you had to do was retweet and uh, like the post. And we've got 110 entries, Matt. Nice. So I'm going to give Harry the honour of picking a number between one and 110. And we will then announce the winner. I've got a list of a list of names with a number against them, like the FA Cup draw. So Harry, the, the power Ooh. is in your hands. 25. 25. Hang on. Now, as I scroll through. Okay. The winner is Taylor Moore. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> the winner is, uh, his name is at Sir Matt Dean. So, congratulations to at Sir Matt Dean. Um, we will hope, hopefully, you come to Bristol and I can hand you that shirt, save, save us postage. But um, 
get in touch and we'll get that sorted. So uh, uh, congratulations and a, and a big thanks to uh, a friend of mine who donated that shirt to the podcast to give out. And I thought Remembrance Day, Matt, would be a great day to do the competition. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, great work from uh, yeah from, from Paul. So yeah, fair play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the Purple and Lime bonus show snooze are still available. They're they're currently being produced. Uh, Ten pound, five pound for BCSC prostate um, cancer, and five pounds to cover costs. Um, yesterday, I went in just pre match to see some of the ex players as part of the the former players association. It was lovely to see Con Sullivan, age ninety three, the oldest living ex Bristol City player, and he had a presentation of a framed a framed print of himself uh, by Richard Scudamore and Scott Davidson. And yeah, he absolutely loved it. And he loved Did his he? day. He sat literally where I sit next to the sort of disabled section. Yeah, he yeah. was sat in there in his, nice. in his wheel, in his wheelchair with his son. And um, at one point, Dan Bentley came out and punched it where I thought he should be catching that. And I looked round and just to see if there was any reaction, but he was just like a rise smile. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that was great. Bobby the Shadow Williams was there and um, also Sean Taylor, who I recruited for a future episode of Robins Reunited, hopefully with Mark Shale. Um, But that adds to the Wayne Allison and Junior Bent episode, which I've got scheduled for the 1st of December. So uh, brilliant. Looking forward to that. Right. Let's get on to yesterday. Um, The lineup, as Harry's already intimated, was uh, a couple of surprises in there. Uh, so we went Bentley, Viner, Callas, Baker across the back, Scott and Callum as wingbacks, more much attacking wingbacks, Williams, Backinson, Benaroos in the middle, Vyman and Martin. Matt, your thoughts when you saw that one? Yeah, I'll, I'll admit to being a little bit surprised at the the, the wingback role for, for Alex Scott. Obviously, it's a role that, that Callum's played a few times, but um, for, for Alex Scott playing there, that, that surprised me. Um Benaroos obviously has been talked about very, very highly um, when Nigel Pearson was absent um, with his with his COVID. Um, obviously, Benaroos had been training and then featured in the um, the Coventry game. So, you know that that was was good to see, um, but was a little bit of a surprise. I was probably slightly surprised that Masengo was on the bench. Um, you know, for for me. He's been one of our best players, if not our best player this season. And I thought that he may very well feature. I guess it was interesting as well on the back of Nigel Pearson's interviews during the week to see who was missing from the squad to then... Um, see who's on side or not. Yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, the 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 fans' views on who they thought. I think everybody feels that Casey Palmer is certainly one name that, that possibly is, is someone that Pearson's referencing. Um, other than that, I mean, Jay De Silva's absence from the the bench, you you might look and say, you know, is he another one? But actually, um, in the the shape that we were playing, you then had Campering and Rob Atkinson. Why would you need another left side there? So mm. I'm not sure that Jay would be one. But yeah, it was interesting from that point of view. Obviously, a much more attacking setup. But I think, like Harry said, importantly, the midfield. Um, you know, we we had some you know, bodies in there, um, and we'll go on. Obviously, we've already mentioned Jay Williams, but we'll go on and talk about him. I'm sure in, in much more detail. But mm. having him in there as well made a, a much a much difference. So yeah, it's probably one or two. Like I said the shape probably surprised me with Scott playing there. Good to see Antoine Semenyo on the bench as well. Yeah, absolutely, Harry. Your your thoughts on uh, Benaroos getting a start? He he made a bit of a cameo 
um, in the home game versus Barnsley, which you were at. And uh, when he came on to that, he, he had to very, very quickly get up to pace. And, you know, he, it, it wasn't... He, he came on, he, he he ran around, but he struggled to get into that one. But yesterday was a different story when he started. Yeah, it, it was a strange substitution at the time in that Barnsley game. Um, and, it, you know, it was asking a lot for him to come in on a, on a debut in a very difficult situation where we were trying to hang on to a, a lead. Um, and, it, and, yeah, it was it was it was just a very tall order. Um, I thought it was, it was completely different yesterday. I, I, I thought he... He, he played very well. Uh, he was bright. Um, he was getting on the ball. I mean, it's great, great to see our midfielders getting on the ball and passing around to each other and, and, and you know, keeping hold of possession, which we, um, you know, we've, we've done so little of for such a long time. Um, and it's, it's just, it's further, further proof that the players who come through the academy, mm. um, certainly those who make it to the first team squad, you know, tend to be technically very good, tend to be good on the ball. Um, you know, and it's, so it's pleasing to see us set out in a way that that actually gets the best out of out of players who have that sort of skill set. Same same with Scott, who I thought you know did very well in in you know in a very in a very difficult role within the team. Certainly, I'm not sure not sure how much he's played that position before, mm. um, but to play against a good Blackburn side um, with some very good attacking players was a big ask as well. And I thought he he. He played very well defensively as well as with the ball. Yeah, Matt, just on on Scott, we've seen him make some really good defensive tackles, haven't we, in games gone by? So yeah. maybe he's been sort of picked up on and that that could be a position which he, you know, grinds out for himself because he's so important in other areas going forward in set pieces as well. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because... I, I would imagine he sees himself more as a 10, more as an attacking type player. Um, I think that's where he plays for, for England um, youth, you know, what, what I think, what under 18s or whatever level it is. Um, apologies, Alex, I should know that. Under 19s? Um, yeah, maybe under 19s, yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, the tackle he put in at Peterborough um, was was a brilliant challenge. Um, and I agree with Harry. I thought yesterday, I thought he was he was... He was disciplined for a lot of the game. There were a couple of times where he got drawn in, but if you've not played that role in a championship level, you know, it's one thing doing it in training where you know the setup and you're, you're doing drills that the ball's going to come that side and this is where you should be. So I thought his his actual all-round game yesterday was very, very good. As you said, he was on all the dead balls, um, or a, a, certainly a lot of them. I think Joe Williams may have took one or two mm. corners, but... Um, I thought he tired near the end. I think your brother put in our WhatsApp group, you know, I'm not sure I would have taken him off then. I, I would have done. I thought he looked clearly tired. I think he went down with with cramp again, but it wasn't enough to keep him down for very long, which then makes you think he's tired in his mind as well. So it was the, it was the right time. But yeah, it's good. good. Whether that's a role ideally getting the best out of him, I don't know. I still, th- I'd like to see him more sort of get forward in, in central areas. Um, but at the moment, it's horses for courses with the, mm. the squad that we've got, isn't it? And, and I thought he did very well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, George Tanner is usually the right side, but he's, yeah. out, he's out for three weeks. But George won't be as good as Alex Scott going forward. Obviously, you know, better defensively. But uh, yeah. yeah, and interesting, interesting. Yeah. Right, let's get on to the to the first half minutes then. Uh, third minute, I've got niggly start for both teams. It was a real niggle fest, Harry, wasn't mm. it? I, it was like a cup tie the first 10 or 20 minutes, um, which was really entertaining and really end to end. 
and that was you know that in itself was was enjoyable and, and refreshing um so uh, yeah everyone around me in the Lansdowne was uh, was really up for it at that point we were you know we had a proper game on our hands um yeah. that'll certainly get you up for it when there's a few niggles going in uh but, but actually patch just on that um i think that showed again the, the kind of not commitment necessarily, but we've been missing that. We've been missing getting involved in that. We've been too easy, too soft. So it was professionalism. Good. Yeah, it was good to see. And and I'm I'm sure we'll talk about the the incident with 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 Benarus a bit later on. Um, but that's you know that that kind of attitude, that kind of we're in this. We want to you know put ourselves about. Yeah, it was good to see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, into the fourth minute, there's a lovely ball in from Scott that was flicked on by Martin to the back post. And it's almost a known goal, that one, Matt. Uh, quite a lot of pressure on the on the Blackburn defender. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was great to see that chance created so early. Yeah, it was. Um, good good cross in. And, and you, you referenced at the start about the width and getting the ball in the box. It felt yesterday we were doing that more than probably at any stage this season. Um, and the keeper made a good save. I mean, um, I don't know who the, who the attacker was at the time. I think um, it was Baker on, on yeah, it. Yeah, I think it might have been, yeah. Um, but clearly it was the defender and yeah, the keeper makes a good save from it. But but good, like I said, good to see. And, and unusual for us to start that brightly, I think, of late. Yeah. Um, there was a moment just after that, the Blackburn number seven, whose, whose name I'm just calling up now, unless anyone can bail me out on that. Kadra. Kadra. Seven, yeah. Uh, yeah, Reda Kadra. Yeah, so he waltzes through basically the whole midfield in the set, in the thirteenth minute, um, and it was Tyreek who eventually cleared cleared up that mess. But that is worrying when uh, when a when a player waltzes through the midfield, isn't it, Harry? Yeah, he, he ran he ran through us a couple of times, and it, it looked at one point in the first. You know, he was their major threat in the first half, um, and. You know, it was it was concerning for a time. I thought um, I thought Viner actually dealt with him well and, and had a good game generally. Um, you know, it's, it's probably his best position. It's, it's, it's definitely his best position being on the right side of a three. Um, and you know, while while he was yeah, Kadra had a lot of joy running through us and, and running down the left. Um, but he didn't he crucially didn't didn't create clear cut chances. No. I don't no, think you know our defence acquitted themselves pretty well first half. So absolutely, yeah, yeah, good shape. Um, into the sixteenth minute, it was a ball out wide to Callum O'Dada from Vyman. Callum finds Tyreek, whose shot is on target but blocked. This was a great chance, Matt. It was a lovely, lovely weighted, nice, neat pass to, to Tyreek Backinson. Um, and his shot must have been on target. You were probably in a in a better yeah, position was... than me to see. Yeah. Um... Yeah, because he had a couple, didn't he? Um, this was one the of one them, where he sort of side-footed. Yeah, one of them wasn't. Blocked. One of them was, but um, he, he just didn't seem to get his feet sorted enough, um, and almost seemed to be falling backwards a little bit. So it was a bit of a a kind of tame, scuffed effort in the end. But again, it's another example of Tyreek getting in the right positions and affording himself those opportunities. Now, I'd like to think um, I'm not sure that he does, but I'd like to think he'd be doing drills at the end of training sessions where he's got someone just rolling the ball back to him on the edge of the box because that's where he seems to find himself in the mm. D an awful lot of times. Um, and actually, we've not really seen many 
shots where you've gone, crikey, what a save that was, or is it the bar, or it's gone in. They tend to be all of the same type, don't they? Where a little bit scuffed, and the keeper can kind of put his hat on it. And um, but I, I don't mean that to sound critical because I, I keep saying with Tyreek, he tries to do the right things. He's in the right position, so it was good. And and as you say, it was a good a good move. And just to highlight as well, you know, we bang on about this all the time about being City fans of X number of years and having wingers. And it's just what we're used to. If there is a DNA of Bristol City, for me, it's 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 great wingers. And it was great to see Callum start out like that. I I thought yesterday um, Callum showed a real maturity in the way that he spoke during the week as well. Mm. Um, And and maybe he's recognising now that this is a pivotal time of his his football career. but I thought yesterday it was it was ironic, and I said to to one of the guys near me that um, the man behind um, <laughs> that it felt yesterday we were doing to Blackburn what teams do to us week in week out, where we were playing the ball quickly and out wide, and then our winger or a wide player had time to receive it, control it, and then set up against their defender. Um, so yeah, it, it was great to see, and 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 I thought Callum had a, another excellent game yesterday. I really did. Twenty seventh minute. Uh, Williams finds Callum O'Dowda yet again. It, it was a, a move that happened, I think, at least twice, if not three times, where Joe Williams, in the sort of quarterback role, spreads a 30, 40-yard ball out to Callum O'Dowda with pace as well. And that's a pass that's, you know, quality of a Premier League player for me. And he gets past his man yet again, whips it into the far post. It's Alex Scott that it lands, lands on. Um, and you think just just have a go, just whack at it. But uh, he sort of brings it down, tries to pass it across the face of goal and it's blocked out, Harry, on that occasion. Yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing. What, well, it's, 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 it's not amazing. It's, it's completely unsurprising um, what happens when you play a proper left-sided player uh, in, in a left-sided position. You, you know, you're not it's crazy, someone, Harry, isn't it? <laughs> you're not playing someone out of position as a wide forward in a front yeah. three with a narrow midfield behind. You're playing someone properly out wide. Um, he's left-footed. Um, you know, he, 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 Callum's a player who, who who can frustrate a lot of fans. I, I, I've been frustrated with him myself. Um, not everything he tries comes off. Uh, sometimes he slows down a bit when he's when he's approaching a player and you want him to kind of accelerate and, and beat a man and he, he sort of runs into trouble a bit too many times. You know, but it, 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 we got the ball out to him. He was in wide positions. Um, we had more of the ball. And it was effective, um, and that's you know that's that's just just so much um, improved from 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 previous weeks. It's uh, yeah, I mean, if it, what you want from him now is is for him to play ten or fifteen games on the spin for us, which I'm not yeah. sure he's ever done in his in, entire. Uh, I, however many years he's been with yeah. us now, it must be five or six at least. It'd be um, interesting to see the stats on consecutive number of games played on Callum. I'm sure, I'm sure someone knows that. But uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, and it was. It's. I, I hope that that can continue, as you say. Thirtieth um, minute, Callas through. Um, he's flicked on by Callum O'Dowda and the Scots header. Sorry, Callas through ball is flicked on by Callum O'Dowda and Scott's header is blocked. So again, Scott involved very, very much so in those sort of five minutes. And straight away after that, a Scott corner is flicked on by Callas. But Vyman swings. It takes a little deflection off of the defender and um, it just knocks it out of Vyman's sort of, you know, Vyman's reach, really. And he swings. It looks like he swings and misses in front of goal. But to be fair, the defender gets on that one, Matt. 
Yeah. Yeah, but again, um, all doing the right things and, and creating opportunities. So, you know, we, we forced their keeper to make a couple of saves and, and they were having to defend well, um, which hasn't been the case in so many games this season. So, yeah, again, another good move. And, you, and you're right to reference Scott and his involvement. Um, and I also thought Ben Arus as well. Um, he was... What I liked about Ben Arus, and, and maybe this is where being as young as he is, he doesn't have any of the fear factor. He's not played in front of a big crowd um, that has been on the team's back or anything like that. Um, but I thought some of his movement and the way that he held the ball and then turned one way, went the other way with it, just to open up the pitch um, was was very, very good. Um, and yeah, they, like I said, they were doing all the right things at that stage. Mm. Okay, then the goal comes and I'm just actually re-watching it here on uh, on my my phone and it's the ball from Nathan Baker that's who I was trying to work out who it was ball from Nathan Baker to Callum O'Dowda who controls the header really well squares it to Vyman he cuts inside gets in a great little spot and Vyman picks him out and he tries to sort of toe poke it almost into the far corner but it hits a defender loops the goalkeeper and goes in and We've had so many times this season have we seen that sort of goal go against us, where it's a deflection or something like that, Harry. Uh, but in the end of the day, it's gone in, and that's you've got to you've got to shoot to score. Yeah, and you know we had more of the ball, more possession. We were further up the pitch, so you create more, um, and then you make that you make that luck a little bit, don't you? Um, you know, if if you if you're out of possession as much as we normally are. Um, you know, you, you only create one or two chances a game and it makes it very difficult. So um, we deserved it. It was it was uh, it was earned. Yeah. Matt, great celebration as well. Sliding knees right in front of you, more or less. Yeah, I mean Roy Keane would hate that, wouldn't he? But um <laughs> I mean to be fair, I think you you you're right to call that the header from from Callum was to spot the ball control control the header, but then to not watch and wait, you know, he, he ran onto it. Um, and great, great little one too. And yes, okay, we got a little bit of luck, but deserved and, and deserved for Callum in um, our little side note, um, Sut, Colin Sutton, who's a, a friend of the podcast and regular contributor, um, like me, is a massive fan of Callum O'Dowda. You know, I think we've, as, as you have been as well, Patch, but we've constantly stood up for him when he's had quite a bit of stick and, and very much Marmite for a lot of fans um, and still is. Um, but Sutz had a little wager on him yesterday at 25s, I think. So uh, yeah, he was he was happy days with that one. Yeah, brilliant. Saw the saw the selfie. Yeah. Uh, so 36th minute, Scott taken out, Martin taken out, Benaru shot blocked. Um, it, if that was rugby, that would have been pulled back for the for one of those offences because yeah, two players taken out. But as um, I think yeah, my brother said in in the WhatsApp group, the referee was actually pretty good yesterday. He let lots go. Um, kept the game flowing, but um, yeah, Benarus in the box, a few a few mazy turns, um, and I think the shot just got away from him, Harry, a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, and I agree with that on the ref. I mean, he 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 let he let everything go, and and I don't think fine, I don't think fans mind too much when you know you, you maybe you don't get one or two decisions but you see that he's generally refereeing the game in a certain way which is to just to let it let it keep moving um so I didn't didn't really mind a few of the challenges flying in at all um mm. it, it kept a, it kept the entertainment factor up um yeah matt you spoke about benarus a second ago but 
I really liked how he was in the box and didn't panic at that point. He had time. He, he, well, he didn't have time, but he created time. The, the way he goes about the game is it almost looks slow, but he's, it's basically like you're watching it in slow motion. And that maybe is how he sees it. He's very, um, and I've got to get the right word, but it's not balleric, but like, a, like a ballerina in terms of his balance and the way he is on the ball. Um, he's quite, he looks quite stocky, quite sort of small, but I think he's he's very he's strong as well with it as well. I think I mean, let's be he's got a really, really bright future. Um, mm. you know, he's probably two years ahead of where he should be, you would think, because um he, he I'm gonna say he came out of nowhere. He didn't really. I think if you've watched any of the youth football, the twenty threes, you've known about him. Yeah. Um and, and Tins speaks very, very highly of him. Um, but yeah, it was a good good move, and, and I agree on the ref. Um, it always makes me laugh. You, you get a challenge go against you, and the fans are like, oh, you know, like and with the two the Martin one in that passage of play, he allowed the advantage, you know, and, and actually developed and, and could have been a goal from it. So I thought he was excellent. But yeah, Benarus I thought gave a really really good strong showing, and great to see uh, a, a Bristol lad in the team as well. He only yeah. turned eighteen in July. Yeah. Um, and I think he held himself really well, and yeah, yeah, he did. Long may that yeah. continue. Yeah. Um, and he features again minutes later, where uh, he quite uh, funnily <laughs> kicks the boot of one of yeah. the Blackburn players quite far, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, and gets away. I don't think he got booked, did he? No, he, he didn't. Away- no, he got he didn't. away with it. But yeah, uh, yeah it just I would just say, well, I just got him away, ref, and it went a bit further than I expected it to. I must have caught it on the laces. Yeah, I mean, I think he probably should have been booked because obviously it was a deliberate, a deliberate act. I mean, what what I then liked though, and this is where again I think it's been missing a little bit. I think certainly Diaz was one, but came over and there was a little bit of pushing and shoving. Yes, and what I loved, Tyreek was right in there then and was you know involved in yeah. and pushing back. Um, and Benarus, you know, he didn't he didn't fade away, he didn't run out to the touchline. So yeah, exactly, and, and that's it's what you want to see. You want to see. It felt like they were all together yesterday, where it hasn't felt like that in the last couple of games. But yeah, it was it was quite funny to see, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was Toby's champagne moment. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, no, it's all that. Um, Harry, uh, a worrying moment minutes later. Diaz puts the ball in the net, but um, another great moment where you see the Blackburn fans going wild, and I look across as I do every time any goal scored. Like, especially when it's against us, sort of praying the linesman's flag's gone up. And on this occasion, it did. Yeah, it's always great fun to see, um, especially especially in front of the away fans like that. Um, and, and yeah, and given the rest of Diaz's performance and some of his antics later in the game, um, it, it's, uh, it's sweet to, to think back to that, that offside. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it back, so I don't know how clear-cut the decision was. No, I haven't. Um, but, um, yeah, always, always good fun to... Um, to yeah, see a celebration. Cut absolutely. Like yeah, Matt. It was a it was a ball over the top which Diaz controlled really, really well. Brought down and just slotted home, and you just thought, "Wow, we've only been in front for four minutes here." But uh, yeah, still, it, I'm the same as you. My my first reaction with any goal is look at the flag, um, and I loved it even more the fact that he did the old cup tears to his fans in. Um, Clearly hadn't realised for those those few seconds, um, but you also have to say it was a good finish. And mm. I've seen him play a few times um, in his previous guys as Ben Brereton, um, but now that he's a Diaz, um, is he better a, as a Diaz? Do you know what? As a, honestly, I do genuinely feel that with playing international football, and obviously he's playing with some some quality players for Chile. 
Um, he, he definitely has improved. Um, and I thought his movement yesterday was really, really good. Um, and we'll talk about obviously the, the equaliser, but yeah, it was, uh, it did make me laugh though with the, the cup tier celebration. Yeah. 45th minute. It was a, it was great battling in the corner from Williams. Um, where I don't know if you remember right in front of you, actually, Matt, he, yeah, it was, yeah. he, he sort of lost the ball and then won it back. And again, Superb to see. Uh, and then I followed by that, I had a really good forward run from Scott from, from deep, uh, which took us to half time. But uh, that last passage of play, Matt, desire was there. Yeah, he needed to be a little bit careful because he, he left the ground. Um, and actually, it was a corner. Um, he was the one who put the ball out. Um, oh, really? Certainly from where I was sat and, and the, the people in around me, we all thought it was. But that, again, shows what we've been missing. And... What I like about Joe Williams as well, he didn't play like a man yesterday that knows he's had an injury problem. He played out, he's probably played ever since he's started kicking a ball. You know, there was no fear in, in worrying about his injury. Um, yeah, and I thought I thought it was uh, epitomised what sort of player he is, didn't it? Yeah. A halftime summary this week came from Nige because Rob was flying home from Future Ventura or somewhere like that, I think. Somewhere like that, I think. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Nige, for filling in. A much better half started with a good tempo and had width with O'Dowda and Scott pressed quicker and higher. O'Dowda has looked a menace. Benarus has done okay. Williams also. Viner looks like he has a mistake in him. Need to ensure we start the second half. The same and consider it as nil-nil. Blackburn don't look much, but can catch us on the break. So we need to stay focused. I think, Harry, a uh, fairly good summary there. You mentioned Viner in your in your comments earlier. I think there was so- defensively solid, but there was a few occasions where his distribution maybe came into question. Yeah, it it, it seemed like he's probably, well, you'd probably say this about, about the whole team to an extent, but they've obviously been very low on confidence. Um, you know, a couple of times where where Viner sort of snatched at a clearance, or I think there was one that came to him in the air in the second half where he 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 just he just put his foot through it and it sort of ricocheted off in in mm. a different direction to the one he intended. When he could have, you know, a more confident player would have taken it down and and played a simple ball. Um, so there, there seemed, there's a little bit of panic in his in his display um, when he when he found himself in possession. Um, but I don't. I don't think you can argue with his his selection in a in a back three. I think he's no. he's generally had his best games uh, on the right side of a three. He gives you a bit of physical presence there, which means you can play a player like Scott. Uh, yeah. Certainly in a home game in that wing back role because you've got the the, the security of Viner behind. So yeah, d- defensively, I thought he um, he certainly had well probably his his best game of the season. Um, from obviously, obviously, it hasn't been ever present, but um, mm. but yeah, I was, yeah. was impressed. Okay, coming into the second half, uh, Matt, 50th minute, we saw I think the second or third Callas throw in, um, and we've commented on it before the amount of time it takes to dry the ball, the momentum it sort of sometimes slows down. And on this occasion, I just put far too loopy because yeah. it was uh, it was uh, an, an up and over almost when you want to see it drilled across. Yeah, I felt we used it too much yesterday again. Um, it does slow everything down. Um, I think sometimes as well, you wonder just how much you know water's on the ball that it needs the whole towel situation. Um, and you know, you take you take Reading and maybe one other instance. I don't know how often it's actually led to anything. Um, 
and sometimes we don't even vary it. You know, sometimes set up for it and just have a late run from a midfielder or a defender to open it up. And yeah, I I, I get a little bit disappointed with it. I don't I don't like seeing it. Um, it must be something actually... that Pearson in Pearson likes. Oh, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't stand for it if. It, well, it... Yeah, I think I think did he? Um, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure after the Reading game, yeah, it he was a he, bit of a surprise, yeah, didn't it? It wasn't right. like they'd worked on it. Yeah. Um, whereas now they must be doing that, um, and I don't I don't mind it so much when it's on on that kind of angle, um, you know, between I guess the the edge of the box um, and the halfway line that you can deliver it in. Mm. When it's sort of nearer the touchline, I'd, I'd rather see us try and work something in. Yeah, I, I, it, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not it's not a style of football I want to see really. That Harry, your your thoughts on the long throw so far this season? Yeah, I completely agree with Matt. I th- I just think. It's fundamentally, he hasn't got a long enough throw. It's not, it's not, you know, Horda Magnuson used to be able to get it further, didn't he? So yeah. if, you, if you can get it further, you can vary it up a little bit more. You can do, you can do the odd looping one, or you can do the odd sort of rocket into the six yard box because you've got a bit more control. He's, he's just, you know, putting everything he's got into getting it into the box and it doesn't yeah. always even make it, you know, past the, um, yeah. you know, the front post. So, um, Con- consequently, no, just, do the old one, you know, ninety second minute if you're yeah. one nil oh, down. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we we it, it's just it's just it's just very it sort of phased out for a couple of games, I think. It did. And then it's yeah. sort of come back, hasn't it? it? It just looks a bit desperate, really. Yeah, I agree. Actually, that's the, that's the word. It's, it's the desperation of it, isn't it? Yeah. If you look at someone like um, I think it was Furlong at West Brom, he he was delivering it and it mm. was flat. Mm. And at real pace, and it was going, you know, beyond the back post at that sort of trajectory. Whereas with Callas, it doesn't, does it? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, 61st minute, Callum O'Dida breaks forward out wide to Vyman, um, but the cross is poor. So it was it was a bit of a, a changeover there, a bit of a, you know, Vyman going out wide, Callum tucking in. The, my notes for the second half are very few and far between, to be honest. I, I, I pointed out to, to Paul next to me and said, look at look at this. This is my first half notes and my second half notes. And I'd written three substitutions and about the Blackburn goal and then a few other bits and pieces. But uh, guys, you might be able to help me out a little bit with this one. But uh, 62nd minute, we make our first change and it's Hanno Masenga coming on. Uh, for Benarus. Matt, your thoughts on that 62nd minute substitution? Yeah, I could see it. Um, I felt we were starting to lose any kind of foothold in the game, so I think it definitely needed changing. Um, ironically, it took Han probably a good 10 minutes to get into the game. I think the very first thing he did um, was give the ball away. Um, and and you have to probably appreciate, and we don't as fans, but when you're coming into a, a fairly intense game like that, it obviously is quite difficult to get straight up to speed on it. Um, so I didn't disagree with the sub, um, and it was good to see Benarus, um get the, the round of applause that he did. Um, and as I say, you know, I think it, it probably was the right substitution to make. And again, Harry, a right substitution for me, Semenyo for Martin, four minutes later. Yeah, well, it was it was good to um, to see Semenya get on the pitch, and I think I, at that point we were just we were trying to get back into a, a foothold in the game. Really, yeah. I mean, they they sort of changed their shape, didn't they, at half time? They did, well, yeah. they they made the change just before half time, bringing the extra centre back on to to sort of match us up, which was um, a bit of a compliment, really, and not something yeah. we've we've seen much of. But once they matched our shape. Um, 
they had much more of the ball. You'd expect them to come out the first 10 or 20 minutes of the second half with a bit of, uh, of, of impetus um, being one nil down. But we didn't, you know, we didn't sort of weather that for five minutes and then get back in the game, as you would hope. We, we sort of let it drift for, for 15 or 20. So then by the time we were making the changes, it was, it was just looking to make a change to, to, to change the game. Um, but I thought, but I mean, really, really liked how Semenya came on. He looked really fired up. Yeah, he got in their faces a couple of times, didn't he? He wasn't taking any. Um, he wasn't being pushed around. Yeah. Um, and he and he and he looked really up for it. So I, I I sort of wonder whether he's 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 brought himself into contention for a start in the week against Stoke. Yeah. Um, wouldn't he's be definitely bulked. He's definitely bulked up, hasn't he? Um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, see, I was expecting Semenya. Yes, he came on with a bit more aggression, but I was expecting more of an impact of a, of going forward. But I don't think he was helped by the fact that there was a massive gulf, massive gap between the strikers and the the midfield and defence at that point. The game was so stretched and Semenyo's better with people around him. Yeah, I think it's one of those with, with Antoine. Um, I'm not sure we know what his best position is. Mm. Um, I'm not sure that he is... Uh, uh, he's certainly not a replacement for Chris Martin in terms of the physicality and holding the ball up. I don't think his touch is great to be able to play that kind of role. Um, I think he's probably a, a wider player and needs space in behind for him to run onto, which he didn't really have. Um, so I think it's a, a difficult one from that point of view. But I'm like you. I Although I saw some good things from him, I didn't see an impact on the game enough from him. I absolutely agree with what Harry said in terms of his his kind of aggression is probably too strong a word, but he was certainly up for it. There was one moment where he got taken out as he did sort of break and, and run through. Um, and he, he then got straight up and was straight into the blade. Yeah, ref had to hold him back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> and I like to see that because it shows I'm not I'm not just accepting you sort of taking me out. But yeah, it's um it'd be interesting to see with 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 Antoine. Um he's probably more of a like for like for Vyman rather than Martin. Um so I don't know whether that would have been the change I made rather than, than Martin going. I might have looked at it Vyman potentially, but Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Vyman brought off in the sixty sixth no. minute before. No, I think you're right. And and to be fair to him, even again yesterday, his, his energy levels are unbelievable. Mm. Um, but I do still think he makes wasted runs um, that he would be better off um, conserving that. 74th minute, it's a throw-in for Blackburn. Callum O'Dowda doesn't seem to close the cross down with any real conviction and the subsequent diving-headed clearance from Callas from six inches off the ground which is really impressive, um, apart from it <laughs> fell back to Diaz, uh, Brereton Diaz, I should say. And to be fair, Harry, what a finish into the roof of the net. Um, quite a frightening pace that that ball was kicked at. Bentley had no chance, but a sucker punch. Yeah, well, you you, you just can't make mistakes like that at championship level and, and gift the ball to, um, to a, a top striker at this level. Um and he's he's punished us. Um, it was it was a slightly baffling moment from Callas. I'm sure, um, I'm sure he couldn't believe what he'd done immediately after after doing it. It was kind of out of character. Um, and yeah, he's 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 punished us. Um, it was incredibly frustrating, especially especially watching his celebration in front of the South Stand. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Matt. It's. Uh... I mean, we've seen Viner make a mistake. We've seen Simpson make a mistake. We've seen Tanner. We've seen 
have we seen Baker make her a mistake? I don't not not so sure, but can, it just pen, shows the penalty, they're all. Wasn't it? The penalty. Yes, give, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah, it just shows they're all human. At the end of the day. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'd, I'd equate it the same way. I just think that he got completely. He lost the, the flight of the ball. Um, he, he thought obviously it was coming at a different tra- trajectory. Um, as you said, I mean, actually, to be able to head the ball that low and not smash your face into the ground is, is pretty impressive. It was actually but on I, the floor when I watched yeah, it back this morning. Yeah, it was on yeah, the yeah. floor. Um, but I'd also say, yes, ob- obviously, that is the major mistake from that. But Callum didn't cover himself in any glory. Um, Nathan Baker completely switched off with Bre- Brereton Diaz's run. Um, and there's an element of he smashes it but it's near post as well. And mm. my first reaction was, or could could Bentley have done something there? Um, but actually, when you look at it, it was hit so hard that I don't think if you'd have had two or three keepers in there, you're, you're saving that. It was a good finish. Um, I nearly swore then. Um, I thought he didn't He didn't need to celebrate like he did in front of the stands like that. Nah, um, nah. He wasn't getting a lot of stick from the, the home fans or anything. So that was a little bit needless. Um and I was quite happy to see him get dumped on his ass a little bit later on in one challenge. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been me if I'd have been playing. I'd have been straight in his face. Yeah. Um, okay, substitution, 81st minute. Naki Wells comes on for Alex Scott, Harry. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, well, it was, I mean, I, I think we, we, we covered already that Scott was looking, looking tired. It's obviously an exhausting position to play, especially um, if you're not used to it. So it was unsurprising to see him him get pulled um and and it was good to see wells coming on because it 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 look you know makes it clear that we're trying to win the game um and that you know and that led to i think you know um with with wells's presence up there it certainly helped mm. our our late efforts to uh, to snatch a winner um and indeed he you know um he had Very a nearly of decent did. chances so yeah um, it was the yeah. uh, 84th minute it was Masengo with a with a well a well chipped cross two wells who forces a great save with a header and it was a fantastic bit of off the ball running Matt from wells to get into that position and that's exactly what he's there for yeah i I, i'd worried i worry about whether naki wells is one of those players not on side um i mean he came on for what eight uh what well i suppose what 10 15 minutes in the end with injury time and and actually had two very good chances um the header was a very good save probably six inches you know, the other side is a goal. Mm. Um, I, you know, I, I still believe that Naki Wells in this team would score goals um, if he was given enough of a run in the game. And I know we had a bit of a, an ongoing WhatsApp sort of group chat, didn't we, about it and how many consecutive Went on for about a day. Yeah, it. It, felt, it felt like it. But <laughs> I still, I always look at it and think when you when you have certain players, you need to, to formulate a plan and a tactic in a, a position to try and get the best out of them. And I just don't feel we do with, with Naki Wells. Um, but it was good to see yesterday that, that um, he had those opportunities. Yeah. And yeah. he comes into contention for Wednesday, doesn't he? Yeah. Second opportunity. It was uh, Williams with a cross from deep on the right-hand side and Wells just gets it, turns and shoots, probably has a little bit more time. If I don't know if he got a shout from anybody um but yeah certainly snatched at that one shot on target but not enough power to trouble the keeper and six minutes injury time there was a, a few little niggles one to point out was uh from from joe williams down in the corner where uh he just flies in with his head absolutely fine nothing wrong with it but 
just that commitment to that, to, that was on Diaz, yeah, yeah, on Diaz, yeah. as you say, yeah. And there was that, an, there was a spell of a few minutes where I, someone next to me said it's it's good to see that um, that Brereton Diaz has has embraced all of the cliches of South American football. <laughs> yeah. he, he, you know, it was he suddenly you know he's got he's, he's growing his hair out. Yeah. He was diving around. He was, you know, he was he was appealing to the referee constantly, mm. and you could see there was a. I think I think basically Williams was quite. In, it was right in front of me. Williams took offence to to some of Diaz's antics, um, and it was one of those where he was he was targeting him basically, sort of like yeah. right. I'm gonna, you know, next time next, next time he time gets the ball, the ball you, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna run, I'm gonna hit you, and he almost <laughs> went into the back of him with his shoulder. That's it. Um, That's the head. That was the header. And uh, yeah, yeah, Diaz was. Um, was was clear where he stood after that. I think he um, he definitely felt that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Final whistle games. It's a point. Um, and I guess Matt, at the start of the game, you probably would have took a point, would you? I, I never, I never say no, yes to uh, yeah, that question. No, but I thought yeah, you might. Yeah. Thanks. Set me up. Yeah. Um, probably not. No, because I think again, where we are, and and after what's gone on for the last couple of weeks. Um, I think a win, you know, we, we, we need to win games. Um, but actually in the context of who we played in the context of the, the, the game, a point wasn't a bad point in the end. So it wasn't, it was an improvement. At half time, Harry, with the way we were playing and it almost was like a different team, you know, uh, the people I was speak were speaking to were saying, I think we'll go on and win this. Um, I was a little bit more conservative having, you know, known what can happen when we play a game for 96 minutes. What were your thoughts? Yeah, well, we certainly thought the game was there to be won. Um, but I don't think I don't think anyone I was with was getting carried away. I think the problem is when you've got, we said before the game, you know, there's there's two, there's two home fixtures Saturday, uh, Wednesday. Um, getting the win today would have been huge in terms of taking the pressure off a little bit from that Stoke game. It now puts Getting, getting just the one point puts a lot of pressure on that Stoke game because if we lose that one um, or even if we draw it as well, um, that that puts the pressure right back on mm. Pearson and the team. Yeah, looking at... And the, that won't be an easy game, will it? No. Um, and, and looking at the league table, I think we're only five points off the relegation zone now, Matt. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, Which is uh, not nice. No, no. Okay, let's come on to your ratings then, Matt. Um, for for Harry and for people who haven't listened before, six is an expected performance. Um, and yeah, if you've got any challenge to Matt's score, just uh, raise your hand and uh, and give it give a give Matt what for. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, I think we've said this so many times this season. The scores we probably give at halftime compared yeah. to full time are, are, are sort of different. So anyway, um, Dan Bentley, I've gone six. Um, as I said, I was a little bit critical at first time of viewing for the goal, but I don't think he can be faulted for it. Um, he didn't really have anything else to do. Um, like you, I felt he should have caught the ball that um, that he punched and, and maybe Con agreed with us. But um, in fairness, crowded box, it was a good punch out wide for a, a throw. So, yeah, so I, I, I didn't think he did. Um, yeah, he did, did what I would expect. So it was a six. Mm-hmm. Um Zach Vine, I've gone six as well because I thought as a unit again the three were were very good. Um, I thought we defended well, and you, you have to say I don't I don't think, and you might correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Blackburn had a single shot on goal in the first half. 
Um, and certainly the number of efforts they had were far fewer than lots of teams we've seen. And I didn't feel like we were hanging on. Um, I could have gone five for Zach just because a couple of times I thought his distribution wasn't great. He's the last man when we're a, we've got a corner. He's the one who sort of sits on the, the edge of the centre circle. And a number of times the ball came out to him and he didn't really know what to do. He kind of got there and hoofed the ball back in. or um, And there was one moment in the second half where he did that and everyone was like, oh God. And actually it turned out to be a really good ball. I don't know if it was for Scott or someone, but yeah. I think everybody thought it was a dreadful ball. But yeah, I, that happened. Also, that whilst I remember, Matt, that happened with Vyman as well when he rolled a, a ball yeah. across the edge of the box, and it was like, "Oh, what is that? Oh, it's gone." Uh, to yeah, the hand. good. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I also have to say, um, even on on this podcast from 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 me in particular, Zach's had a couple of bits of stick from the last couple of games, um, and certainly, you know, he, he didn't do particularly well at Coventry. So to come back from that as well and put in a solid show in, he didn't get beat very often. So yeah, it was a six for me for Zach. We know that we know that Zach's capable of playing in a num a number of positions and putting yeah. in a six or a seven out of ten. Yeah, so he is. I'd I'd agree with what Harry said earlier on though that this is his best position for me playing in in that three, um, and I think we've we've now got you know, we've, we've got some options there. You could, if we wanted to rest Zach, you know, you've got that, that Rob can come in and then you shift them all across. So yeah, but I thought, I thought it was a good performance. Um, Nathan Baker, I've gone seven um, because I thought of the three, he was the, the better. And I think there's an argument for Nathan being man of the match as well, um, because I thought it was a really solid display. Um, he does what he does. He puts in a couple of sort of solid ch challenges. And I don't know, was it um, the guy we referenced earlier on who ended up going off? Yeah, um, that, that I'd, I'd like to see that one back because I'm convinced I, there was oh, an he left some on elbow him. drop. <laughs> he left something on him. Not not in the challenge. The challenge was right, but I think he left something on him afterwards. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I don't have much of an issue with that because he gets his own stick as well. But I, I thought it was actually a decent performance. I actually thought he was quite decent on the ball as well at times. He, he kept it simple. And yeah. obviously it was his ball that led to Callum, you know, getting, yep. getting the header for the goal. So yep. very yeah, good, so very good shout with a seven, yeah. I think. Good. Um, Alex Scott, I've gone seven as well um, because I thought he, as I say, he tired. He did, he did get um, out of position on a, a few occasions. But actually, they didn't get an awful lot of joy with balls into the box. And even when he got beat, he was still able to get back and put a challenge in. Um, he was on an awful lot of the dead balls and, and a number of those were, were, were sort of dangerous. Um, and he, he's a player I like. And it, there's times where, and I've done it with George, where I said, you know, and because of his age, you, you can't use that anymore with Alex Scott. He's, he's played enough games now with us. So, yeah, I went seven for Alex. Um, Callum, I've gone seven as well. That could have been seven and man of the match, could even have been an eight. Um, but again, I thought he, he did tire and understandably because of the way that you've got to play in that role. Um, but but got the goal through his endeavour, put a number of really good crosses in, um, had their their right-sided defender on toast a little bit and, and he got booked for pulling him back at one stage. And it was a little bit of a shame that they did end up having to change shape. And I think it was because of the injury they changed shape. Mm. Um, so yeah, I thought it was another good performance from Callum. So another solid seven for me. Um, the two up top. Hang on, mate. Callas. Sorry. Yes. That's because I've got him in my list a bit further along. Um, Callas, I've gone six. I know he gave you a free season ticket, but yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah. can't leave him out. I know. I can't keep missing him out, can I? Callas, I've gone six because again, for what all the things I've said about Zach and, and Nathan. Yes, the goal 
he's culpable for that. And am I going to knock him down a point for that? It, it cost us potentially two points. So I suppose some people may do that. But I thought it was a, a pretty solid display again from him. I didn't think they had much change out of our defensive back line. Yeah. And a testament because I didn't think Bentley had to do much. Any contention from you there, Harry? I was thinking that you were going to say five, Matt, um, because we, of the because yeah. of the mistake. Um, I think six, 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 Baker. Uh, yeah, Above, you, you, yeah, you justified that. And Callas, if he hadn't have made that mistake, you know, definitely six or seven. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll let Harry, yeah, I, Harry I, judge. I don't, I don't disagree with uh, with any of the ratings so far. I mean, I think with, with Callas, yeah, mistake aside for the goal, I think you get you know, to play in the middle of the three. Um, your your positional awareness is is important, and you you know, he's a very intelligent centre yeah. half, and you 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 see him. You know, sometimes when Aiden Aiden Flint used to play in the middle of the three for us, um, you know, he didn't he didn't have he wasn't as strong on that side of his game. He, he wasn't always in the right place, mm. um, and you don't get that with Callas. He's he's yeah. just he has that intelligence. So if you're going to play three at the back, I think Callas is is the best uh, to play that middle position. Obviously, you can play on the right side as well um, if, if Viner's not in the team. Are you happy to stick with six then, Harry? I'm happy with six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Callas as well, just a, a, a little footnote. Over the past few games where where we haven't been great, he's been the one who's tried to keep the levels of commitment up. So, yeah, let's, yeah. let's give him the benefit of the doubt on a six then, Matt. Okay, good. Um, the front two... <laughs> Difficult, really, because again, I don't, I don't know how. I can't recall either Andy Vyman or Chris Martin doing too much in terms of shots on goal. Andy Vyman had one which he slashed at in the second half, but both worked hard. And I'm kind of so I've gone two sixes because I thought both put put a shift in. Um, obviously, Chris Martin came off, but that could easily be lower because I didn't think they threatened enough and then it goes back to well did they get enough ball or so I went I went to sixes but I'm open to discussion Harry yeah I, I don't disagree with sixes I mean it was a relatively quiet game from Vyman by um, recent standards I think he's, he's probably been our best attacking player this season um, and and usually is our uh, our brightest spark um, going forward, I suppose he, he Benarus was sort of playing um, in the ten role, uh, whereas in previous weeks Feynman's been able to drift yeah. into those positions. So I wonder whether he was a little bit he's been moved around a lot, and maybe up front in a two is is he's probably better in a three than he is in a two, Feynman. So he maybe suffered a little bit from that. Martin just just uh, he just gets knocked around all game he gets yeah. fouled every time the ball gets forward and he almost never gets a free kick um i suspect we just took him off because uh, we've got a game wednesday and we'll need we'll need another 70 odd minutes from him uh, yeah. at least and uh, i don't i don't see him coming out of the team anytime soon i think um pearson like pretty much every manager um previously um will we, we'll, we'll always pick a player like martin yeah they trust um, him don't they do you yeah. think Vyman has become undroppable in terms of, I would, it, from what you were saying there, Harry, Benarus is sort of in behind Martin and another striker. Wells, Martin and Wells, you know, we know they can play well together from how they started the last season, but where, but then where do you put Vyman? Well, I think, I think the reason, the reason he probably is undroppable is the goals. Um, 
you know, he's uh, he might he's our top scorer this season, yeah. Um, by by some way, isn't he? And, and another and he, assist you know, yesterday. Even even in a we saw we've seen recently, even in even in games where he's not at his best, he can grab a brace. So I think I think you know for for Wells to get into the team, if we stick with this sort of formation, um, he'd probably be competing with with Benarus and then and then a, a deeper role for Vyman if uh, if Wells manages to get in. Mm. That's probably his, his most realistic route into the side. It's, it's his it's his energy, isn't it? He just does not stop. Running. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying he should be dropped, but I'm just no, saying no. It, well, no that... you're saying the opposite, aren't you? He's almost yeah. undroppable. But yeah. yeah, he's. I guess Mike, Mike, and we've said this before. It's, it's the goal scoring. I'd like to see him get one, you know, and then one one every two or three, and he doesn't. He goes seven, eight, nine games and get two, and you know, it's yeah, rubbish, um, bloody rubbish. <laughs> I've kind of gone out of sync, haven't I? Because just because the well, you have. I wonder why you went from the defense on my spreadsheet. To the yes, because I've got one from the spreadsheet. But yeah, um, so Tyreek, I've gone six. Um, that one I'm a little bit, and I've got to be careful because I think I get accused with Tyreek. I think he's very much a Marmite player at the moment um, for a lot of fans, but I thought he did a lot of good things. Chris Honor referenced it in, in the, the Radio Bristol Jeff Twentyman um, post-match, and, and he's dead right. Their goal came from a passage of play where Tyreek played a ball that probably only succeeds one out of ten times. Um and he would have been far better just keeping hold of the possession. And and he, he needs to learn that. He does that too often. He gives away um, needless ball by trying to play, not not necessarily a worldy, but a, you know, a, a an exquisite pass, which he just it was it just wasn't on. And it was when he it was it. to Masengo as well when he's yeah. that's not the sort of ball he would like. Yeah, yeah. He wants so, his feet. That's kind of why I've gone six. Um, I think it was certainly a six. I don't think he was low in that. I thought he put his foot in. He got involved. Um, I thought it was a, a decent performance from Tyreek yesterday. And a couple of opportunities as well. Yeah, he did. And and actually, again, from a coaching point of view, I'd love to think people are in his ear about his physicality and using his physique more because he is a big, tall lad and he should have other midfielders worrying about his stature. Um, so, yeah, so I went, I went six with Tyreek. Um, and I don't think he was the only one. I thought there was a period of time in that second half where even from a defensive point of view, we were just kind of clearing it and and didn't have any kind of anyone putting their foot on the ball and, and playing it into someone. It was just like, let's just get rid of it like a hot potato. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll leave I'll leave Joe Williams until last. Um, Benaroos, I've gone seven. Again, 60-odd minutes, but I thought for... This one is one where I'm going to reference his age, but for a young man to come on, have the confidence that he the confidence that he did when on the ball, um, and sort of putting himself about, especially after a performance against Barnsley when he came on, where for me he did look like a boy. Um, I thought yesterday you could see why he's featuring. So, might it might be a little bit top heavy. Um, maybe a six is probably a fairer one, but I, I went seven just because I thought it was a, an impressive sort of debut really at that level. You happy with that, boys? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, uh, and then I think it's just Joe to go. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, I've gone eight and man of the match. Um, I, f- I find it quite funny looking at the official Bristol City Twitter feed where they asked for the man of the match. Joe Williams' his name wasn't even one of the four options, um, which, and I'm not doing this for, 
No, I'm, I'm not doing this for Bigsy Lee Williams, who, who put <laughs> that he was going to boycott the pod- podcast if uh, <laughs> if I didn't put Joe Williams man of the match. I thought Joe Williams was clearly man of the match um, for Bristol City. I thought he's his all round display. What what he was doing on the ball. I mean, there was one one ball that he played out wide to Callum O'Dowd where it literally got played back to him, and it was a first time ping that, that went out there. Um, I thought his aggression in the tackle. Um, if if he can, and we know it's a big if, if he can stay fit, for me, Joe Williams is captain material. Um, and I don't mean that as a slight to Dan Bentley. Dan Bentley is, is a captain in everything, aside from the fact he plays in goal for me. There were a number of times yesterday where you wanted your captain being in the centre of the pitch to go and have a chat with the ref. You can argue that your, your, your other experienced pros can do that. But for me, a captain is able to point at his armband and have a conversation with the ref that other players probably don't get away with and get pushed away from. So, But I, th- I thought it was a brilliant performance from Joe Williams yesterday. Um, yeah, top, top drawer. And to get 90 minutes out of mm. him showed that they must be happy from a, an injury record perspective that this one was something different. And yeah, so yeah, it was a, a man of the match performance. For the last, you know, since he came in at, and had that game at Peterborough, and then he obviously played like 10 minutes, didn't he, in the, in the game after that. For the podcast from then till now, I've basically been pinning all my hope on the return of Joe Williams, yep. the fact that he can come in and affect the game like he did yesterday. And yeah, if he can stay fit, I think, you know, I'm not concerned about relegation. And and goes back to Harry's point about Callum as well. Stay fit, play him in the middle of the park where he's going to have the greatest influence. Now, Pearson obviously likes his Leicester tricumbent. Um, Lovely. Matty James, that was right. You don't get tricumbent. I don't even know if I've used it right there. But um, but Matty James coming back fit, you would imagine comes into that team. And I don't want to then see that at the expense of Joe Williams, who oh, plays the no. ball much quicker, being pushed wide. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it will it's be one at of the those. expense of Backinson, you'd have thought, or potentially Benarus. Yeah, Benarus. I, I hope, you know, I don't hope so because I, I actually think Matty James has still got enough to prove to to, to, to influence games more. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I'd be interested to see what, what Harry thinks about Joe Williams' display because I thought it was superb. Yeah, I think, you know, there've been lots of us waiting for a very long time to to, to see to see more of him. Um, I remember some of his displays for Wigan and and had the view at the time that we've signed basically a player who who more or less any team in the in the division would have uh, liked to sign and it felt like a bit of a coup when we signed him mm. and you know he'd come he'd, he'd been captain of of Wigan at a young age um he's a, he was a leader in the middle of the of the park and and this is the player we're now seeing after all these uh months the it's most the we saw the, the, the most the most we saw him, Harry, was him jumping off the air conditioning unit on the roof on Robin's TV. I think. Oh God, yes, all, all those months of Robin's <laughs> TV um, during the lockdowns, you know. But he he can do the defensive side, he can do the attacking side. He gets all over the pitch. Uh, he's aggressive. Um, he dictates play. He dictates the the players around him. Um, it's just it's just goes so great to see. I mean, I think probably I mean he's not he's not exactly like uh, a, a player like Marlon Pack, but we haven't had that kind of um, midfielder dictating the game since Pack mm. left. Yeah, 
Um, and we've missed that enormously. And, and that keep... leadership from midfield. So yeah. I, I think he's the difference between us being, um, he's potentially the difference between us being a decent side and uh, and a poor side, yeah. um, which is which is a, a, a big thing for one individual. And he can score goals as well. I think someone put on Twitter one of his goals for a previous club. It was an absolute screamer into the top Barnsley. corner. Barnsley, yeah. Barnsley, yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So Matt, so far I've got I've got my spreadsheet open myself, and the average score six point five four so far for that first eleven, which which is great. It's um it, it shows that the desire was there, uh, much improved. So yeah, you've got to go away happy if you're if you're overachieving, which is basically over six. Yeah, and again against the opposition. So yeah, and for Nige, um, I went six. Um, <sighs> Obviously, been a tough couple of weeks for him, both from a, a, a health perspective. Um, I don't know how much involved he gets in terms of social media, but obviously there was lots of things flying around. He gave a very emotional press conference, I thought, in terms of some of what he said. Not that I necessarily agreed with that. I don't. I don't like um, players being dug out. Although he didn't name names, but but those players you imagine would know exactly who they are, um, and therefore you think would. Am I going to want to play for you anyway? If you're going to say stuff like that, so I felt. I, sometimes I think you keep your, your your sort of your dirty washing just in the house from that. But um, it was good to see him back. It was good to see him on the sidelines. And again, it, it kind of contradicts himself a little bit because he talked about it in the past being a bit of a pantomime on the sidelines. In he has the view up in the stands, and he's got Curtis Fleming now on the the pitch. Um, but but clearly, you know, we can all see the difference it makes with him being there. He talked about in the press conference about it need his visibility. He felt he needed to be visible. So if you feel that, you're most visible on the side of the pitch. So let's not go back to anything. Stay there, Nigel, for the rest of the, the campaign. Um, and let's keep improving. And that was an improvement yesterday. Good. You know, he was disappointed, obviously, as we all were, that we mm. didn't get the win. But yeah, it was good to see him back there. I think uh, Harry... Team selection was good. I think the substitutions were good. I think he came back sooner than any of us expected. Um, and yeah, on the touchline, visible. We've we've said it all along. We we don't like him up in the up in the stands uh, for the whole game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it would have been a seven if it wasn't for that sort of drop off, Matt, in the in the second half, in terms of you know the taking the foot off the gas. Yeah, and and excuse me maybe that's where you need your your manager then changing our shape a little bit or personnel or you know getting a different message on but um I, I will be clear I'm, I'm not I'm not also I'm not changing my views on Nigel Pearson at the moment um you know I said on on Jeff's show on Monday that I, I kind of was at the point where I felt a change was needed um I'm not going back on that at the moment there obviously just needs to be an continued improvement and it's what it's what we've said on this podcast all along is we want to see progress we want to see improvement uh, if we see that if he can get players in of quality in the January transfer window which is always difficult um, I don't think he's necessarily done that with all of what he's brought in um, so I'm still Whereas I was very much pro Nigel Pearson, I'm I'm still very much on the fence because for me it's still about the results. And if we go the next two games, Stoke and Sheffield United, and don't pick up anything, then that's back in the mix again. Because about, I do feel we should get more out of this team. How about if in the next few games we continue to average 
in our ratings over six. Yep. But we but we still don't pick up a win. Two more draws. If we pick up two more draws, I, I don't. I mean, I guess the home one you, you would look at. But again, you're talking about a team that are in and around the playoffs. I don't know what position Stoke are, but they're certainly in and around it. Um, Sheffield United are a team from the Prem with parachute payments, with a squad still very much intact, um, and a manager trying to play a different way of playing football. Um, a point away is always a decent point. So two two points with two performances like that, I would be okay with. Um, it's just wanting to see that that upward progression. And you know, you you can't deny the fact we have to make improvements in our home form. You know, you can't you can't accept a point at home. And I'm not sure. No. Yeah, I don't think Nigel Pearson is. But you know, that's that's all I'm saying. I'm not. I don't want people to think. Oh, you know, last week he's saying, "Oh, yeah, it's time for a change." Because I did genuinely feel that, and I'm still in the the, the mindset of we need to see improvements. Um, and is is he the right man? The debate is still very much out there for me at the moment. Well, let's ask Harry. Harry, put you on the spot. Is he the right man? Your Wi-Fi is gone, Harry. I'm probably on the fence. <laughs> I'm probably on the fence as well. I've been. I mean, I think. I think if I had to say yes or no, I think I'd, I'd probably say no. Um, I don't think he is because I think I think his record um, has been that poor and I don't I don't agree with the sort of almost consensus view that he's got a terrible squad of players I think actually if you go through the list it's a squad at least at least with the first 11 maybe the first 14 or 15 which is full of championship level players um you know you could argue that it's 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 not the right mix of players but I you know it's certainly not a bottom three squad um but then you know he I he took a risk yesterday. He took a big risk with the lineup, yeah, he um, did. and he set us up in a way that's been different from his his tenure so far. He set us up to attack and to have the ball, um, and that you know, if that continues, then I, I'd be delighted to to come into the the the, the, the pro camp because that's kind of you know well, I, I'm absolutely fine with us having a, a a kind of transition season this season and being you know, being mid-table, bottom half at times, you know, going on 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 runs where where it's not great. Um, but I just really hate seeing us play with a low press and 35% possession, especially at home, um, you know, against teams that we, we need to be beating. So the fact that that didn't happen yesterday gives me a bit of hope, uh, you know, and I, I, you know, I don't dislike the guy. I think, I think he, you know, there's a lot to like about him, and uh, there's a lot to like about his his CV. So I, I sort of get why he, you know, he he's inspired so much uh, leniency on, on the part of a lot of fans. Um, but it's 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 very much you know a game at a time at the moment because if if we get turned yeah. over by Stoke on Wednesday, the pressure will be right back on, and 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 the calls for him to to leave will be will be back. So he's he's not bought himself a lot of time with a point yesterday. It, it, you know, I suppose I'd be looking for four points from the three games, um, which which means we really need to win Wednesday because I, yeah. I don't I don't fancy us to get much um, at Chef U. Yeah, for, for me, um, a lot of this hinges on William staying fit. That is, it, it is black and white for me. I think with with, with James out as well, in particular, uh, you need someone in there controlling controlling the team. Well, uh, 
the general, isn't he? He's, he's the proper, yeah. you know. Um, I do. I mean, I don't. I don't think there's a single Bristol City fan that didn't think Nigel Pearson was the exact type of manager we needed at the time of the appointment. It, it comes down to record, and it comes down to, you know, you can't get away from the fact that he does have a a certain way in the media. And as I said, the press conference the other day, I was critical of Joey Barton when he came out and and talked about some of his players not being able to play at the level and stuff. So I'm, I'm going to be exactly the same with Nigel Pearson. I, I don't like to see that. Um, I I still go for the fact that I think there's a player in Casey Palmer we should be getting more out of. Um, and, and a really good good point that got made by Will, one of the chaps who sits behind me yesterday. Um, I've named him there, so it's not just the chap that sits behind <laughs> me. But, but Will made the point yesterday that if it is, say it is Casey Palmer is one of them, and I think everyone thinks it is. But if it is, and we paid rumoured four, four and a half million for him, who's going to come in for him anyway? And certainly, who's going to pay any kind of money for him if the manager's coming out and saying, yeah, if I've got a player, he's not on side, I'll get rid, you know? And and talking about them in a way, albeit not naming them, but talking about them in a way that if you're not, you know, an, another manager looking for a player, you're going to question Casey Palmer's attitude if that's the case. Um, so I don't think it was even the brightest thing to do if it is something you want to do in terms of transfer dealings in January. Um, so yeah, so as I say, for me, Harry's dead right. It is about the results over the next few games. Um, but fundamentally, you can't you can't talk about a three-year plan and say he needs two or three transfer windows if that means you're going to get relegated because we cannot get relegated from this league. And, and I do think this squad of players is absolutely, like Harry said, should be mid-table. That's what we all wanted anyway, really, this season, wasn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, lots of tweets to get through. So, Nigel Smith, decent performance, but need to learn how to hold on to a lead. The nerves kick in when we go into the lead and that can't be right. Backinson could make way for me on Wednesday. Uh, Julian Warner, number one to 11, Joe Williams. Uh, George has put, I enjoyed that for once. Thought we were good all afternoon. Yes, second half, they had more of the ball, but didn't really feel threatened by them. I do think Wednesday will be more tough than today, but don't change anything, even though we have three games in a week before today. Nigel Mitchell, an entertaining first half and the best display for a long while. Second, much more challenging. It was hard to see if we were sitting back or we had been driven back by Rangers' change of shape. Despite the equaliser, though, we kept our chins up. Dave Sainsbury, one change for Wednesday. Give Williams the captain's armband. Personnel-wise, Wells for Martin. Uh, Long-term, Atkinson gets in our back three. Don't think Nige changes it yet, though. Mickey Red, almost a shame we have a game so soon. Think we could have stuck with almost the same 11, but could be too soon to play Baker and Williams. Ian Gay said, start Atkinson, Semenyo, Masengo and Wells on Wednesday. Another game Sunday, so utilise the squad. Um, Lee Williams said, I think it will be, I think with it being Wednesday, it gives Williams a chance to start again. I thought Backinson played well, but could see him being rotated with Hanno and Masengo. Also might see one of the young young lads uh, make way for Semenyo. I'd be happy with the same starting eleven though. Um, Steve Baker, much better first half. Closing down space in midfield was excellent. Williams, different class. Just hope he can stay fit. Very disappointing second half. Back to our old habits, sitting far too deep. Positive subs from Pearson for once, but sadly they had little impact. So lots of engagement there. Thank you for that. Keep that coming. Um, 
going on goings on at the club, Matt, um, is our sort of final segment, if you like. Uh, obviously, we've spoken about Nigel returning. Were you surprised, Harry, with with him returning on Thursday? I was a bit, yeah, considering how um, how ominous the situation seemed at the time of the announcement uh, that he was uh, he was going to be off for a while. Um, I'm not surprised in the sense that I'm sure he, as a as a person, uh, is someone who was desperate to be back. Um, you know, and and you know, I'm sure. Um, pushed himself to be back at the earliest opportunity maybe maybe that's been part of the problem in the past is that he's he's come back too soon um and i'm sure it i'm sure it did yeah well well his 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 comments in the press conference are probably not going down great with uh with one or two um those lads that did get picked in the team yesterday must have felt a bit of a lift from being you know being the trusted 11 um so it's it's a really huge game for him now on Wednesday, um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, hope he's uh, he's over the worst and uh, and a hundred percent very soon. Yeah, and it must be uh, you know I'd say it must be, but the fact that he's said that, that there's going to be players that go in January, and the fact that he basically said we're going to keep them ticking over in case we need them. I mean. Casey Palmer has to be one of those players, Matt, training with the under 23s yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, certainly Pearson indicated there were more than than one player. Um, but again, yes, they're professional footballers, of course they are, and you'd expect them to still do a job. But but any of us in any walk of life, if you're you're working for a manager that clearly doesn't rate you, doesn't value you you're not going to put in the same level of of performance and commitment so you know for me it's not it isn't the way to get the best out of people but but yeah that's that's obviously Nigel Pearson's style um I was certainly surprised he came back as early as he did because it, it felt like it could go on a lot longer mm. um than then you know than that so that's that's a good thing because we need um you know you you, you need your 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 manager to be in charge irrespective of whether he's doing a good job or not at the moment it's important he's there um but yeah it doesn't you know let's it it doesn't brush anything under the carpet I think January is a big month I think Richard Gould's got an an awful lot of work on his hands to potentially get players and likely to be players on big money as well out of the club um and then get players in and I I I agree with what something that, that, that Nige Whittle said um we should be looking at the best players from below the league rather than going out for a big marquee yeah. five, six million signing or, or maybe even the best youngsters from a, a Prem club. Um, players that are really determined and, and want to you know, make it count. So, yeah, it's a big, big month, January, but we've got a lot of games before then. And I, I don't know if we don't pick up results. I don't know if Nigel Pearson will be, be in charge anyway in January, if that's the case. You touched on Richard Gould there. Um, yep. I think, I think massive props to him for coming on the radio on on Monday. Yeah, week 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 removed, um, because so many times we've seen no communication when times are very very hard. And I think it was a it was a tough interview for yep. him. Um, and some of the questions around the football and the tactics and what sort of team we are, you know, he could have he could have joked away and said. Asked my dad about some of those questions, but uh, he, he he tried to answer every question. 
Yeah, he did. Um, credit to the club as well for for actually approaching Jeff Twentyman to to have him on there. Um, credit to Jeff. Um, I thought it was a top bit of journalism. He he could have given Richard a bit of easy, an easy ride, um, but there were some 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 questions that fans wanted asked, and and Jeff did that. Um, I think it was probably split with with Richard's performance on that, but you know fundamentally he came out, he showed up. He, he answered the questions. He didn't duck it. Um, he answered them as best as he could. Probably he would have been better served when it came to the football questions. Actually, saying that's not my, you know, mm. my my realm of responsibility. But um, we were used to someone coming on in local media when things were going very well, and never seeing him when it didn't. Um, things haven't been as bad as they they are of late with lots of what's going on. So I thought, yeah, great kudos to Richard going on. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. <clears throat> we'll be back Thursday morning with our post-match reaction to uh, a home win versus Stoke. But for now, thank you so much to Harry for coming on. Harry, it's been great to have you on. Thanks for doing that. Great. Thank you, Patch. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, we'll speak soon. And uh, Matt, we'll yep. speak Thursday morning. Take Catch care, soon. everyone. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye.